everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. Today is Monday, April 16th. It's Mailbox Monday. I've got a couple of questions I'm going to answer today, one about mentoring and another one about homeschooling, which my friend, actress and author and activist Sam Sorbo is going to help me answer. So stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. say thank you to everybody who came out to Edmonton this last weekend. Jay and I are always so encouraged to see a generation of parents really taking back the reins of parenting and of the responsibility that God has given them for shepherding and educating and loving on their children. So we're excited to see what happens in Edmonton. I had an opportunity to talk about Mom Strong International. That organization continues to grow. Uh, one of you asked me a question, so I'm actually going to answer three questions today, um, and I'll do Sam's at the end of this uh, of this uh, podcast. But one of the questions I keep getting asked over and over again is, what is the point of MomStrong International in terms of, uh, is it just online or is it in person? And you can do it two ways, but my heart is really that these groups would meet in person, that they would meet in churches and in homes, um, that you would have an opportunity to build in real life. In other words, I go to your house, you go to my house. We have real life relationships because one of the things we want to do is encouraging mentorship between women. And it is something that is sorely lacking. I talk to moms all the time, who uh, young moms especially, who come in and want to talk to me at the conferences or they send questions to me here at the podcast. And so much of what I'm hearing is these moms who really just don't, they're struggling with basic aspects of mothering and marriage and parenting and uh, homeschooling. And so part of what I really see my job here at the podcast is to be mentoring you. And that really brings me to the question for today is Mailbox Monday. So a young mom, her name is Julie, she wrote in today and she said she is a new Christian. She said, hi, Heidi, I am on fire for the word and his love. Listen, Julie, welcome to the family of God. Can I just say, I am just so excited. I love reading this. You're a new Christian on fire for the word. And uh, this is this is how I hope most of us start out, but then we sort of lose that over the years because we forget how amazing it is. So it's always so awesome to hear from a new believer. So she went on to say, I've started reading the Bible for the first time. It's awesome. I have so many questions. I'm interested, what is a mentor? I've heard a lot about it, but I'm not really clear on what this is. I would love to have a fellow mom, older and wiser, showing me what a woman of Christ looks like how mothering looks, marriage, and helping me navigate the Bible as I'm reading it. I don't know how to go about finding a mentor. I have a church, but I'm fairly new, and it's a big church. Do you have any advice? Can you share with me what mentoring looks like? So Julie, this is a fantastic uh, question. I'm going to take a few minutes to answer it for you. First of all, um, the idea of mentoring is really rooted in the Bible. There is a biblical basis for mentoring other other, uh, women. The concept of mentoring I think is as old as the book of Deuteronomy. And uh, God talks about a framework, a biblical format for mentoring, starting with the family. And the point is, is that it ensures that uh, faith in the one true God, the living God is passed on from generation to generation. And it starts obviously with us as mothers. And I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. I think the last two generations of mothers have failed miserably to mentor their children and to pass on 
our heritage of faith and our understanding of God's word. But the Bible teaches us it's very important. In Deuteronomy chapter six, verses four to nine, we read, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength. These commandments that I give to you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Um, in the New Testament, Jesus adds another dimension to the relational learning process that really is mentoring. And he extends the command to the community. And here's what he says is the primary purpose of mentoring. This is found in Matthew uh, 22, chapter uh, chapter 22, verses 36 to 40. Teacher, uh, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And really, it sounds like this young mom who's on fire for the Lord is getting that part of it right. And then he goes on to say, the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Why? Because relationships are the primary means that God has established for learning about and uh, pre- and preserving his commandments. In, in other words, this is how God has established for us to uh, pass on his truth to the next generation. And as I've said many times here on the podcast, truth is not subjective. The Bible says that truth comes from and is found in the word of God. So many people say, well, I don't know, you know, you have your truth and and I have my truth and we should live out our own truth. But when we live out our own truth, we are usually living out a lie because the Bible teaches that the heart of man is desperately wicked. And we need to know God's word and to depend on the Holy Spirit for truth. And then we are called to raise up a mature generation of Christian disciples within the body of Christ. And so these relationships, I think, are very much lacking in today's society. And uh, it's one of the reasons why I love Mailbox Monday. And Julie, I want to just encourage you, if you haven't already checked out Mom Strong International, I am uh, growing along with my husband. I am growing a network. We have over 6,000 women there now, a network of grandmothers and mothers who are interested in knowing the word and teaching it to the next generation. And so we need that. Uh, in the church, we need that in our culture right now. We certainly need it um, in society. We need it, hello, we need it in politics. Uh, we need it everywhere. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 4, verses 9 and 10, two are better than one. Why? Because they have a good return for their labor. If either one of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help him up. Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen: as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And listen to what the apostle Paul said in the book of Romans in chapter 15, verse 14. He said, I myself am convinced, my brothers and sisters, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with knowledge and competent to instruct one another. And we that's what we want to be doing. We want to be teaching, taking what we're learning and imparting our knowledge of the word and our exhortation and our admonishment and our example to the next generation. Jesus did that, right? Jesus uh, shared his knowledge and values uh, through his words and his actions. He showed the disciples uh, that the values of God's kingdom are different than the values of the wor- of the world. 
And he did that by going into the synagogue and teaching. He did that by taking his disciples under his wing and teaching them uh, how to teach other people. He did that by instructing children. Jesus had a heart for children. He said, let the little children come to me and don't hinder them for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. And so when he placed his hands uh, on them, he went on from there, according to the Bible. And so there are many, many verses in the Bible that talk about mentoring and, and the other other passages and other mentors in the Bible. And even though the term mentor is not in the Bible, we can read many instances of people who are wiser and more experienced in the ways of the Lord acting as teachers um, to another younger person. So um, one way that you can do this, Julie, is to uh, join us over at MomStrong International. You can, look, you can look and see if there is a leader, a MomStrong leader in your area. You can find leaders by searching for them by a region and by city. And so I would encourage you to do that. Um, you can find mentors online at MomStrong International. One of, the, one of the passions of my heart, because I travel so often with my family, I'll go into an area and we'll teach, uh, we'll teach truth and we'll just, you know, hopefully fire you guys up and encourage you. But then I leave. I come back here to Vancouver, Washington, where we are doing the work of mentoring in our communities. But I can't be in all the, all the other communities. And we thought, wouldn't it be awesome to train up women who could uh, who could take on that role as a mentor? And if you're listening to this today and you are either a, a man or a woman who is older in your walk with the Lord, you've been parenting for a while, homeschooling for a while, um, I want to just encourage you. Get involved in the lives of younger people around you, younger Christians, younger parents, younger homeschoolers. Uh, get involved. Uh, you don't have to be a mother to be a mentor. You can be shepherding a young woman in her walk with the Lord and showing her how important it is to walk with the Lord. So, um, Julie, I want to thank you for your question. And uh, I love hearing from you. We got another really great question at the podcast today. And I actually asked my friend, Sam Sorbo, to come on the podcast with me today. And she's going to talk a little bit about homeschooling. So Sam, welcome back to the podcast today. Thanks for joining me. Well, thank you. I'm excited to figure out what this question is. The mystery has been weighing on. Yeah, <laughs> it's building. <laughs> so I answer questions every Monday here from just about every every topic that runs the gamut. But I had one come in from a gal. She says, hi, Heidi, I listen to your podcast regularly. And I found your friends through sharing your Facebook page right before MomStrong came out. She said, my question to you is one that I have not found in the homeschool world for myself, at least. And I feel very alone. It seems like every family has had one of these three scenarios. A, they always wanted to homeschool. The couple's passionate about it. B, the women seem to be the ones uh, in the who, and the husbands in particular are indifferent to homeschooling but they just say, okay, and they don't give it much thought. Or C, the kids have bad situations at school uh, from teachers and what they're learning or what the family and playgrounds put out. So I'd say I fall into at least one of those categories. She says she considers herself in another category. She says, I want to homeschool. I know I can homeschool. I know there are resources. I have a million reasons why, but my husband is not interested, supportive, or willing to let me try. After a discussion this week, he gave me an opportunity it seems, willing and unwilling at the same time. And she's confused as to what she should do. So uh, she says that sometimes our conversations regarding homeschooling are hostile and he puts up his guard and is is sort of upset. And uh, she wants to honor her husband, which I, I appreciate that about her. And she says she keeps running into people who homeschool. So 
What do you say? Because I get questions like this all the time when I'm out on the road speaking. Um, what do you say to a person? She's got a spot saved in a, a public or in a private school, and she's got a, a long list, and they've, they've, they're up to the top now. But she said her heart is to homeschool her children. She really believes that that's the best thing. But she doesn't know what to do because she doesn't want to dishonor her husband. I know that there are a lot of people that are listening to yeah. this that are in that situation. What do you say? Well, of course, of course, you want harmony in the marriage, right? But right. Um, that doesn't mean that you have to be above manipulation. And there's a way to position homeschooling as a benefit to your husband. Um, I'm not sure exactly what that is. For my husband, who was generally um, against it because he had had a fantastic experience in public school um, his his school career was, you know, phenomenal. So he didn't understand at all why I would consider this. I said to him, because you travel so much and pulling the kids in and out of school was a little bit difficult. And so what I did was I said, I just want to try it for the semester. I just want to go from fall uh, to Christmas and then we'll revisit it and we'll see how it goes. And so that's a great idea. Rather than set up this sort of this this monolithic sort of decision, make it a compromise. Can I try it for X amount of time and make it a small amount of time? You can always put your child back into public school. I can't say the same about private school. They fill up. You, you might struggle there. I'm not sure what that's, you know, I, I won't get into the particulars on that. But you have to look at like the positives. So what other positives are there? Well, when he gets a day off from work, he can take his kid golfing. Or when he gets a day off from work, he can uh, take them to the museum if that's something that he enjoys doing. Or, um, you know, that weekend, that long weekend that he wanted to plan. We don't have to pull the kids out of school because we're, de- we're the ones that decide when they do school. So you have to figure out how to position it so that it appeals to him. And have that discussion with him. Um, she, she mentioned it sounded like he had sort of offered her kind of an opportunity to convince him somehow. And so yeah. you've got to be clever about it. And, and you also have to be honest and say, look, I don't know if I can succeed, but if it costs us a semester, the kid's not going to flunk out of high school. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. like you, you just get it started. And if for some reason it's a complete disaster, because if we're being honest, we have to, we have to admit that we don't really know what we're doing until we're get, until we're fully involved. Right. Well, that's the same with having babies, right? right? I mean, yeah. do what, one of us knows what we're doing when we give birth to that child. That's we're right. all just playing it by ear. That's right. So we're going to get started. We're going to see how it goes. Join a co- I, I encourage people, please join a co-op or some kind of group that gives you a little bit of support so you're in a community so you don't feel like it's you against the world. Um, that doesn't mean that you have to take classes with them. Just go to the park days. Just go and associate yeah. with people and ask questions and find out what works for them and what works for them may or may not work for you. But but there's a way to position it for a, a spouse, a doubting spouse and there are lots of reasons. You, first, you have to figure out why they're, why they're so doubtful. Um, and then you have to figure out how to approach that where you have a, a, a realistic goal and, and offer them the ability to contribute and to, and to weigh in so that they don't feel like you're just sort of railroading them. Um, but there's a, there's a way to get it done. You just have to, you, you have to approach it like you're, like you're problem solving. 
and, mm, I and love that. do it in, in community. You can even bring the child in, but I, I encourage parents, don't give the child authority. Yep. Give them input, but don't give them authority. Mm-hmm. So for my kids, um, you know, when I first started contemplating home education, I would pick them up from school because my I had two in public school at that point. I'd pick them up from school and I'd say, you know, it's too bad. It's three o'clock and I know you have homework to do. If you were homeschooled, you'd be done by now. <laughs> and it was like a little game. I, I kind of made it a joke, but it was for real. And boy, yeah. you know, by the end of school, they were like, so are we homeschooling in the fall? Because I think I really want to do that, mommy. <laughs> right? And, and it's manipulative. But I, sometimes that's the job of the parent is, is manipulative. My mother, as brilliant as she was, you know what she said to me? She said, you know, I know you're never going to do drugs because you're too smart to do drugs. <laughs> and don't you know, I had such an ego about not ever touching drugs that works. It works. Parents yep. have to be smart. Yep. Well, and you're, what you're doing, I love this idea because really so many of the moms that talk to me are just, they're terrified that they're going to let somebody down. But what you're saying is make it appealing. And I, I love to the idea, you don't have to commit for a whole year. Nope. Commit for a quarter. Commit right. for a semester. Yeah. 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 That sort of takes the terrified out of it. That's right. That's yeah. right. And it's I, piecemeal. I, Every year I have friends who um, are doing something different this coming year. And I said to her, oh, I heard you're doing something different this coming year. She said, yeah, but you know, it's just a year and then we'll reevaluate and we'll see what we do after that. And that's the beauty of homeschooling is you, you get to design it every, every year. It can be completely different or you can just, I found my niche and I love it. I love classical conversations. That's what I do because it, it, it solves the biggest problem for me and I love their curriculum, but there, there are lots of different ways to get it done. Hmm. Yep. And I think honoring your husband, I, I want to just go back to that and say, listen, this shouldn't be a deal breaker in your marriage. I've talked to many, many moms over my 10 years of speaking on the circuit who will sacrifice their marriage on the altar of homeschooling. Don't do that. No, don't do that. Uh, don't do that. Your kids need your marriage to be intact. We want your kids to grow up in a healthy uh, home. And and I believe that the the very first, I mean, we want to we want to keep our priorities in line with God's priorities. And that is right. our relationship with him, our relationship with our that between the husband and wife, we nurture that relationship. And then out of an outflowing of that, we pour into our children. I have to say this, you know, the father is an, an important role that's played. And we, in, in our culture, we denigrate it, but in homeschool, we can, we can lift it up for the, for the man of the house. And so figure out the ways that he will personally benefit he can bring his child to work with him. He can show his kid the ropes on, you know, different projects around the house. If the child's homeschooled, they can, they can do more together and he can work with the child on homework and this will lift him up and he will feel valued. And you as the wife, that's your job is to, is to show your husband his value within the family. So, um, homeschooling is a great way to do that and you can get that done. I love that. Sam, thank you so much for coming on the show today and helping me answer this question about homeschooling. I just appreciate you. And we're going to continue. Where can people find you online? Hi to you, Rock. I'm at samsorbo.com. And that's that's where you can find me. You can find my books there and all information. And also you can go to my official Facebook page because I am fairly active on that. I'd like to do live videos and stuff. So check that out too. Awesome. 
Everybody, I'm going to link back to all of uh, all of Sam Sorbo's links, including the movies Let There Be Light and God's Not Dead. And if you guys have questions for the podcast or even a question for Sam, I can forward it to or shoot me an email, podcast at thebusymom.com. Have a great day, everybody. I'll see you back here on Wednesday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com. <laughs>